Well, as we were looking at this week's Torah portion, it was dealing with the path to take. So I titled this one, I Took the Road Less Traveled, Now Where the Heck Am I? <laughs> and sometimes that's how we feel on God's path. You know, nowadays we have GPS and it always shows us what? The quickest route, right? Siri comes on, you know it has to be a woman because we wouldn't listen to a man, Right? <laughs> I think it should be a Jewish mother. You can turn left and at the stoplight, why don't you call or text me? <laughs> but sometimes the shortest path has obstacles in the way. Sometimes the shortest path has detours that we have to take. And that's how it is on God's path. It's not just following and getting to point A to point B. But it's getting there in a way in which God intended. There was a faster route, but that meant we had to go to war. And were the Israelites ready for war? Nope. See, God had to equip us, didn't he? So he took us to the longer route. He took us to the route that brought us by the sea. That sea that Otis gave such a great example. Where was that from, what you, you were doing? It was a song from who? And how, what year was she on earth? Still here? I, I've never heard of it before. Okay. On time God. Okay. I will have to... Google it. All right. On time God. Okay. Right? And he is, because he knows he... <laughs> I'm going to start preaching now. <laughs> right? But he is an on time God. He knows exactly what's going on. He brought us to the sea. And we were sitting there hopeless. But then he provided a way. He opened a door that wasn't there. He did something that only God can do. And that's what we have to remember is that God is in control. That God has the power to do things that we can't even imagine. The Israelites didn't imagine that, did they? They thought they, were, they went to Moses. What, there weren't enough graves in, in, in Egypt for us? What did he get us into now, Moses? But they changed after that. Because that water separated. And then that land became dry. And they got to walk over into dry, on dry land. On one side of that water, they were enslaved and sin. On the other side, they were new people. Because see, God now equipped them with what they needed. Because when the Israelites went forward, the Egyptians followed suit. But God hardened their hearts, didn't he? Scripture tells us he made them take, they took their wheels off the chariot. I don't understand why they did that. Anyone can help me on that. I thought that was interesting. It says in the Scripture that they took the wheels off and made it just, they, I guess they had to drag them. 
Of course, if you've ever been on a horse, you know they can do it, right? But then what happens? The greatest army known to man is washed away. And all their weapons wash on shore. See, now the Israelites are equipped, and not only are they equipped with weapons, but the best weapons known to man. Because they got it from the best army of the time. Now they're fearful, aren't they? You see 600 to anywhere between 2 million to 6 million people marching up to your city. Are you going to worry? I would. And especially the rumors they heard beforehand that these people can part waters. Their gods can do mighty things. See, and that's following God's path. It might not make sense to us in the beginning, but when we finally get to that point, we can see why God brought us there. He prepares us for the season. He uses it to equip us. Think about his disciples. Yeshua's disciples. Were they scholarly people? Now, what were they? Fishermen. Okay, so they were good businessmen, right? What else were they? What other jobs did they have? Tax collector. The worst job in the world. You want to have no friends? Go work for the IRS. Right? Let's face it. Have you ever walked up to someone, oh, well, hey, what do you do? I'm a prosecutor for the IRS. Uh, and your name is? Right? Funny story, my brother Jay, when he got out of law school, guess who he worked for? The IRS. And he was a prosecuting attorney for the IRS. And he would literally, when, when that situation would happen, and he would say what he does, people would literally turn and walk away. No one wanted to deal with tax collectors. That was, that was the worst job out there. But that's who God chose. He chose the people that didn't get to go to a yeshiva, didn't get to be under a rabbi. He chose the road less traveled. He chose people like you and I to share his word. See, he didn't need the scholars to do it. He needed the everyday person, the fisherman, the tax collector, the housewife, the secretary, the, the boss, the person in the Navy, in the Army, right? Individuals. That's who he chose. He chose us to lead the way. And that's what's so important. He could have picked any of the smart rabbis that he wanted, right? He picked one of them, right? Wasn't one of the tribe 12, though, was he? Rabbi Shaul comes into the picture. And what does he do to the, that? Did he send them to the rabbis? Nope. He goes, your job is to reach the Gentiles. I guarantee you, Saul wanted to go, I can get these guys. But he had a special calling. God gave him a path 
to go forth. Don't think your path. If you don't know what path you're on, you need to ask God. What does he want you to do? Are you following his ways? Or are you running into dead ends? See, God's calling us to reach out. I got a question for y'all. How many of y'all here today were either started, learned to drive or came from the north? Raise your hand. Almost every hand goes up. That's the reason why you're here. Let's, I'm being serious. Because you weren't afraid of the obstacles on the road. See, you can't, if you know how to deal with it, you know how to move forward. And you don't let those things stop you from your ultimate goal. Too many times we turn on the news and, oh, it's going to snow. That's it. I'm staying home. It's the only job I know you can be wrong 90% of the time and still have a job at the end of the year. Right? But as soon as they say the snow word, people panic. The threat of snow will close down this city faster than anything, right? I've determined it's the, this is the time of year that grocery stores take inventory and they pay the weather forecasters to announce as we snow so that everyone goes and clears out all the shelves and they have less stuff to count. I can't prove it yet, but I'm on to it. I'm watching them. Right? But you weren't afraid to take the path that God put you on. You knew that this is where you were supposed to be. And that's what God's calling us to do. We need to follow that path. Sometimes we take detours. Yeah, I talked to y'all last week when I went to a rabbi's conference. And they were introducing different people. And I got to meet the husband of a lady who got saved at my, the festival, the first festival I ever attended. I was in charge of handing out, overseeing the handing out of books at the event. And here's a woman who's now a rabbit scene who got saved at that event. You see how our paths sometimes come back around. God shows us that there's a reason for what we're doing. We're bringing up that next generation. There are now over 300 Russian-speaking congregations throughout the world now. 300. And it all started with a path. It all started with God leading somebody to do something. Are you following your path? Because God's going to bring those people in your, into your path for you to share. You're going to see them on the side of the road sometimes. Sometimes they're going to be in front of you in line or behind you. And we need to be able to show them God's love. 
Because that's what he called us to do. God will equip you with what you need. Do not be afraid. The scripture says, no weapon formed against me will prosper, says the Lord. Don't be afraid to take that path. To walk where God is calling you to do. I'm telling you, I could tell story after story of how just listening to God and seeing things happen. One of my, one of my favorite times, like what God did to me, was when he put on my heart to go to uh, India, to Zuccaram, India. This was up in the corner of the country. Took us three flights to get there. I can tell you about the story of how he even got there and what went on. But this is a medical mission. Jewish Voice Ministries was putting it on. And when I, and the Lord, and I had done a lot of the regular festivals with Jonathan. I had never done a medical outreach. I am not a doctor. I do not play one on TV. But the Lord put it on my heart to go. And then he put it on my heart that I was going to speak at the traditional synagogue in that city. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to happen. There ain't no way that's going to happen. I went to the event. I was in charge of transportation. Ooh. It was really exciting. It was an easy job. I'm, for some reason, I can do transportation. Just those pieces of the puzzles fit in place. Jonathan knew I could do it because for one of the festivals, we had to develop a bus system larger than the city had because the bus system ended at 9 o'clock and our event went longer and we had to get people to subways. So we hired buses to bring the people to the places. And I was in charge of that. And then one day I'm sitting there and right after a kid miraculously got healed from a back injury that where he couldn't walk, he's walking. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the office and they, we get a phone call. Jonathan talks to the person, hangs up for after a minute, says they want someone to come and share and speak about what we're doing in the traditional synagogue here in the city. And I put my hand up faster than you could say, hello, pick me. And I was able to share there and minister and, and, and give the word of God. But if I had gone on my path, it wouldn't have happened. But I chose the road less traveled. I let God lead me. And that's what you need to do. The amazing thing with that event was we were told we couldn't speak about Messiah and salvation. When I got there and I started talking, and I know sometimes when I talk up here, you think I'm looking right at you. You just keep thinking that. <laughs> but as I was talking, the Lord put on my heart, turn to the left. Because I was talking about a boy being healed. And I looked over to the left, and guess what? That boy was in the synagogue. He and his father went there all the time. And his father was now saved, and the son was now completely healed. And don't tell me now I can't talk about Messiah in there. 
And I shared with him about how God can heal when you have his son in your heart. And many of them came and received the Lord. <coughs> Take the road less traveled because it will get you there to where God is calling you to minister. Don't be afraid. If God has put something on your heart, there's a reason. There's a reason when you come up with an idea and say, Hey, Rabbi, I think we, the Lord put on my heart we should do this. And I look at you and say, Great, let's do it. You're in charge. You're like, Oh, no, Rabbi, I can't do it. Yeah, you can. Oh, no, he just told me about it. Why do you think he told you? He didn't tell Fix to do it. He told you to do it, right? Fix is happy that he didn't tell him to do it. But he gave you that vision. Travel down that road. It's a learning experience. <coughs> you know, sometimes we have to go in the bumps in the road, don't we? Sometimes we have to figure out how to get around those obstacles. But it makes us a better person, doesn't it? It makes us someone who can understand what's going on. And that's truly the will of God. He's here to guide us. Don't be afraid. If you're walking in that path, he's going to show you things that you'll never imagine before. He can do things that no one else can do. There was no way I was getting to speak to the traditional synagogue in the city. But God had them call us. That's the kind of God we serve. He already knows what's going to happen, doesn't he? He knows what's lying ahead of us. And sometimes he says, man, I got to, Otis is almost ready. But I got to take him around that mountain one more time. Sometimes it's two or three more times with Otis, but that's okay. He's going, right? But when we get there, we're ready, aren't we? We know how to handle it. We can't be afraid the weather forecast says it's going to snow. We know we can get there. Because we've been through it before. And guess what? We're going to be through it, go through it again, aren't we? You know, when the lady was asking me about the congregation, she was amazed at all the things that we did that they did, as she said. We weren't so different after all. And that's the neat thing. This could be a major breakthrough in the Jewish community for them to be able to really hear and understand what it is to be a Messianic believer. To be able to come together, Jew and Gentile alike, and walk that same path. Together. Not separate. Not the Gentiles have one path, the Jews have another. And the Jewish path is always tougher than the Gentiles. That's, that's in our mind. Just get over it. That's how we are, right? You guys have it easy. You guys can eat ham. We can't eat ham, right? You guys get all the, the good holidays. You get all the after Christmas sales. We don't have an after Hanukkah sale. 
We don't get a Passover sale. You guys get Easter sales. We get no sales. But God is doing something. He's bringing us together. And that's what his calling is truly about. The Israelites are about to set on a journey that's going to lead them to the promised land. But the generation that started out won't be the ones getting in. It's that next generation. The generation that had faith in God. So many times we get afraid because we know how it is. But we forget to know that God is in control. That when we're thirsty on the right way, we can tap on a rock and water will come out. And that he'll feed us manna from heaven and give us enough so that we don't have to collect on Shabbat. He has one simple command. Follow my commandments. Follow him. Yeshua told us the same thing. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. He said, I have not come to abolish the Torah or the prophets, but to bring them to their fullness. That's what that word means. He didn't come to complete them. He got, came to show us the fullness of the Torah. He goes on to say, those who keep my commandments and teach others to do so will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. That's a path you want to take, right? But those who do not keep my word and do not keep my commandments, they will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. See, to get into heaven is very easy. You just have to have faith and God through his son Yeshua. Dramatic pause. But to get the riches in heaven, to walk on the path that is not chosen by many. Everyone likes the easy way in, right? They'll wait on the long line at the pearly gate just to get in. But I'm telling you right now, I'm storing up my treasures. I want to see that big flat screen TV on my wall. I want it to be as big wall-to-wall -wall TV. How about that? That's what I'm shooting for. With reclining chairs that will serve drinks right under the arm. When I get to heaven, I want... Peter to look at me and said, Rabbi, you're in the wrong line. You're in, you need to be in the fast pass line. Like at Disney, go right up to the front. Step right on in. Because those who keep my commandments and teach others to do so will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. I want to be great in God's kingdom. It's cool to be great on earth, right? But man, that only lasts for a season. I want to be great for eternity. That's where I want to put my hat. To be able to know that God is in control. 
So take his path. Walk by his ways. Trust in him. If you're going on something in life, guess what? There's a reason why God's got you going through it. Learn from it. Because it may happen again. But you will see the end result. You will make it to the promised land if you obey his words. Guess what? If you don't, you might not ever make it in. That one generation didn't make it into the promised land, did they? Because they didn't have faith. They didn't trust in him. They wanted to do it their way. When Joshua saw the giants that were blocking the land, he wasn't like, "Uh uh-oh, we're done. When they brought back grapes the size of basketballs, and I might be exaggerating a little, but just go with it. Right? They weren't afraid and said, we can't do it. Well, ten of them were, weren't they? But two of them, a Jew and a Gentile, stood up together and said, if God is with us, who can be against us? Now let's go take that land. God has already given you that promise. If he's told you to do something, guess what? You're going to get it. Just follow him. Watch what he does. Because he can do what man cannot do. I've seen it happen too many times. When God's in control, better watch out. So take that road less traveled. And be ready to see what God has in store for you. I want everybody to bow your head and close your eyes. For those of you watching online, either live or recorded, the information you see on the screen, you can contact us. And wherever you are around the world, we'll contact you and pray with you this prayer we're about to do. If you're ready to receive Yeshua into your heart, if you're ready to get on God's path, You have to have Yeshua in your heart, the Holy Spirit to guide you. And all it takes is a simple prayer. If you're here in the congregation with every eye closed and every head bowed, and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is simply raise your hand and say a simple prayer to accept him into your heart. Is there anybody? Anyone at all? Then, Abba, Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, I ask you to show clearly the, to each and everyone listening the path that, they want, that you want them to take. Guide them down their journey in life so that they may share your love to those who don't know your son, Yeshua. Lord, let each of them be able to reach those lost and wandering in the wilderness and get them on your path to the promised land. I ask this in your son Yeshua's precious name. Everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen.